Hello Blazers, welcome to episode 2 of UAB Green and Told, where we have conversations with members of the UAB family. I'm Greg Berry, Assistant Director in the UAB Office of Alumni Affairs. In this episode of Green and Told, we sit down with Tammy Thomas, a former Blazer athlete and current member of the National Alumni Society Board of Directors. Tammy's path to UAB wasn't conventional, it wasn't even close to being conventional. As she'll explain, she was all set to go elsewhere. And I had lots of coaches interested in me, and we had lots of discussions, but none of them were from UAB. And as a student athlete, Tammy found out there were challenges balancing sports and academics. On an athletic scholarship, it's like having a job. It's like you have to do this. But it was athletics and the opportunities that UAB provided her that has kept Tammy connected. I can't think of a better thing to do at this time in my life than to promote the school. Tammy Thomas grew up in Huntsville, Alabama as a Nassau baby. Not only did her dad work there, her friend's parents did as well. The discussion of a man on the moon was everyday life for Tammy and her friends. But she gravitated towards athletics, running cross country in the fall and track in the spring. All set to go elsewhere for college, it was a late phone call that would change the course of her life and led her to UAB. Well, that's a funny story on itself. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I caught the eye of the UAB coaching staff because uh, cross country was pretty new at UAB. And there was a guy by the name of Fred Haverly, a redhead, um, who was the coach, but unbeknownst to anybody in the running world. So when you went to meet, you kind of knew that college coaches would show up. And uh, I, I wanted to go to Auburn or mm -hmm. I wanted to go to Western Kentucky. Um, and I had lots of coaches interested in me, and we had lots of discussions, but none of them were from UAB. So after a couple of scholarship offers came in, which usually start, you know, in the very beginning of the, of the year, mm -hmm. um, and I was supposed to be headed off to school in 1980, um, by about May, maybe it's April, I get this phone call from UAB. Very late, very late in the no process. Kidding, yeah. And I was headed off to architecture, study architecture at Auburn and run track and cross country. So reluctantly, I went down, came here to Birmingham, loved it. Became a blazer right then and there. So it was kind of short and sweet and, uh, and it was a full ride plus a little bit of stipend on top of that. So it was, and it was a four year scholarship. So it was hard to turn down. So I had to change my major, obviously. Architecture was not yeah. one of the things offered at UAB, but, um, but yeah, so that's how I made my decision. So you came down here and you, you pivoted from architecture to mathematics and computer science. <laughs> yeah. Not exactly the same linear path. Uh, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> That was another source of struggles at home, you know. My dad, being the NASA engineer, yeah. uh, wanted me to do something that I would be sure to get a job in. He said, you know, computer science, you should do computer science. I'm like, I hate computer science because I had to take it in high school. No, it'd be good, it'd be good. You should do that. And I said, no, I'll do math. I'll do math. That I agreed to do because I can do that. So we compromised and I got a double major. I kind of rogered up, you know, my dad pushed me into that field and that, I never changed. So I left my art, my desire to be, have an art related um, career 
and moved into a STEM career. What was it like as an athlete balancing athletics and academics? Because that can be a challenge for many people. Very hard, very difficult. And add on that, you're at school, it's new. Mm -hmm. You're not having to report in what time you're coming home or where can you go or what are you eating and when are you eating and when are you studying. So it's a, it's a lot of things that come together and, and really on an athletic scholarship, it's like having a job. It's like you have to do this. So kind of the fun came out of it a little bit, but it was like, oh, I gotta run today. I mean, I never did so many rain dances my freshman year, <laughs> please let it rain. But you know, here at the collegiate level, uh, rain, you're gonna run. I mean, unless, you know, Unless it's a lightning storm, you're out there. Well, it's not like it was baseball or softball. Nowadays, they play year-round. But you had cross-country, and then you had track. So you were going all the time. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, well, it's a scholarship. So you're, you are repping the university 24-7. Um, and technically, we had a cross-country team. We didn't have enough people to field a true track and field team. So we would, we would get together and either create a relay team or have a few people that would go and run in track meets. You know, you can't just take six months off of running and hope to get back into it, you know, when your season comes up. In early 2019, UAB opened a new facility for its track and field athletes to use. The new home features eight lanes for running and spots for discus, javelin, and shot put. The state-of-the-art facility is a far cry of where Tammy and her teammates had to train. You probably know that when you're running cross country and when you're running track, you need to do interval work. You got to do track work. Mm -hmm. So, unbeknownst to me, well, I, I, I heard we had a track, but I didn't actually get to visit it. You know, when I did my initial visit, we had a track, and it was green and it was kind of circular, and it was awful. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. It was horrendous. When you say circular, and you say kind of circular. It really wasn't much of a circle. It was almost square. Yeah, it was. I'm trying. I think it may have been equal distance on all sides. You know, um, the radius would be about the same if you stood in the middle of the field. The radius was pretty much the same unless you got to the very corners. And I mean, it would have been better had they been banked because you probably would have had a lot more momentum. You could get a lot more traction that way. But I would call it a a a square oval circle because the lanes, the stripes on the lanes did not have corners. Okay. They were a curve. It was a curve. Tammy has become a passionate blazer. After a short message from the UAB National Alumni Society, find out where that passion comes from. We're uncorking the future and tapping into success at the 11th annual Uncork Education on Sunday, October 27, 2019. Enjoy an evening of craft beer and wine tasting that includes incredible live and silent auction items. Join us as we raise our glasses to raise money for student scholarships. To find out more about the 2019 Uncork Education or to purchase your tickets, visit alumni.uab.edu uncork. For years, Tammy has bled green and gold. She's a diehard blazer. That passion stems 
from progress. Because the changes that have been made since the 80s is amazing. I mean, we to see UAB from what it was to what it is now, it just makes me want to cry when I think about all the progress that we've made. I mean, in the track, I mean, that's probably the last on somebody's list, I always thought. Once we started naming building, once we started to get away from the buildings one, two, three, and four, and you could start to, you know, Campbell Hall and University Center and things started to try, you know, started to make a roll, it just became really fast paced and an exciting ride to be on. So, mm -hmm. God, yeah, I went there. I, I'm, I'm a blazer. I went to UAB. That's, that's my school. So I was really attached to everything that happened here on campus and the changes that made play that took place because when I came here, campus life was not, um, it wasn't all about the campus life. That was kind of what we missed. You know, there was a small group of us who lived on campus, but a lot of people came in and commuted. So we were kind of like trailblazers trying to get student life started. So it, I think the passion comes from being in the beginning of something that's going to turn out to be really great. And you left uh, in 1984. Did you start right after, at Intergraph or was there a time? No, I started, I, I interviewed and had a job lined up before I graduated. How did UAB prepare you for that moment? Going from straight from school to professional life? I was in a lot of different organizations. Um, I got involved in everything I could. I was um, president of Panhellenic. Uh, in my senior year, uh, I was vice president of my sorority, um, did a lot of volunteer work uh, through different organizations uh, at UAB. And uh, we actually at that time had an office where they had, they scheduled interviews for us. So we actually got a little, I don't know, training on writing okay. a resume and uh, had the interview process and even scheduling some interviews. But um, my family knew a professor slash dean in the medical school, and they asked if he would help me with my resume. And so I got some additional help from him. And uh, he said, he said, Tammy, you come on in and I'll help you write a CV. I thought, what is a CV? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, UAB had helped prepare for that. Um, the preparation of mm -hmm. getting a job and then the transition to a career. And you spent a career at Intergraph. Um, you retired in 2015, and while you were there, you worked in the federal division doing a couple of different things, marine life cycle systems, critical infrastructure protection. What kind of things did you learn while you were here that you implemented throughout the career? Team. Everything's a team. I mean, there, there's, what, what is the saying? There's no I and we. Um, in order to be successful, everybody plays a part. And you're, you're, you are just a, a cog in the wheel, a piece of the puzzle um, for an overall solution. So how did your career kind of progress once you got at Intergraph? Um, you got your foot in the door, then what? How did you climb the ladder? Because you wound up being high up in the company. Yeah, I was, uh, um, let's see, I guess you could say I was a little type A. <laughs> I'm not sure that's, uh, that was either, that could help, that could be some help or hurt. Um, but I always spoke my mind. I, there was not a lot of sugar coating. And back in that day, you know, it, it was, uh, people were, were rewarded for working hard and trying to do what was best for the company, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's, you're on a project, you know, you work as many hours it takes to get the job done. 
Um, you're willing to do whatever work is assigned to you. I work for a three-star admiral, and I will never forget his advice. Never say no to a project. Because once you start whining about a project, you're, you are not, you're, you're going down, down, down. Mm -hmm. but when you accept all the projects that you have been assigned and you give it 110%, you will make, you will make your way. And that's essentially what I did. And I just fell into some opportunities, was very fortunate. Um, uh, Mr. Jim Medlock, who ran the company at the time, afforded me a lot of great opportunities and just kind of, next thing I know, I find myself being the only female in a male-dominated shipbuilding industry, which was pretty fun in itself. How challenging is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was very only female. So what did I do? I brought on a team of females. So it was it was interesting because you learn that it, everything's an exchange. I may know something about systems and how to automate your processes and you may know about shipbuilding, of which I know nothing about, and together we will share our knowledge and we will build a better path forward. A 1984 graduate, Tammy has remained connected to UAB. In fact, several years ago, she decided to submit a nomination to be considered for the UAB National Alumni Society Board of Directors. And there was one driving force behind that decision. Give back, give back. I was afforded a lot of opportunities, came here on a scholarship, um, and I want to promote UAB. I mean, there, it, I can't think of a better thing to do at this time in my life than to promote the school where I got my degree. In fact, I went back and got a master's degree and studied in social media and kind of became a nut about learning. But I love UAB, so I definitely wanted to give back. You did come back. Um, you picked up two different things. One's a social media certificate. The other one was a Master of Science and Management and Information Systems. Why was that important to come back and do those? Obviously, the continued learning, but what else was Yeah, that? this is, I mean, I'm eating crow here because when I became a manager and uh, worked my way up at, at Intergraph, and you get the people on your team that were experts in what they did, and if they had a bachelor's degree, that was great, and move on. Mm -hmm. I never really put a lot of stock into, oh, you have a master's or, um, you know, any kind of uh, uh, further education. I'm eating crow because that was ter that was wrong. And I think it's important to have people on your team who have had um, some extra uh, dedication and attention towards a specific field. Um, once I had gotten to the tail end of my career, I thought, you know, I never did go and get a master's. So when I could have done it and had the company pay for it, I was traveling, I was, you know, raising a family, everything was very, very busy, fast paced. And so when I had the time, I thought, I'm going to go back and get the master's. But before I did the master's, I got hung up on social media because when I worked, we weren't really allowed to participate mm -hmm. in social media. And uh, when we lost our football team, which was just so sad in itself, you know, it was just awful, I watched the grassroots kind of come up from nowhere and, and the vocal few and, you know, people making noise about, we need our football team back. And I saw the power of that, but I didn't know what social media was. So that was my first initial thought was, I need to, I want to go find out about social media. I want to be a part of whatever this is that made our team come back. I definitely want to know about that. You've seen a lot change over the years. Um, you mentioned building one, building two, 
building three what about just the the explosion over the last few years over the last decade on campus and how it's just been transformed it's just been amazing oh i know yeah streets streets used to be i mean you had to cross streets to get everywhere now you got streets that are closed when i was here that was a big dream oh wow i wish we could just close the street or you know our sorority i wish we could just have one room on campus where we could where our sorority could meet you know um it the change Explosion's the right word. It's just booming. I love the fact UAB, you just we're just buying up, you know, square blocks left and right, buying old buildings, tearing them down, and, and revitalizing. Um, it's, and it's hard to say revitalize because I just think it's just part of the continuing innovation that you see at UAB where everything just continues to get bigger and better and better and better and better. But explosion is definitely the right term. What's the one thing about UAB that makes you most proud? Perseverance. Well, you start out as, a, you know, a, a night school, I guess, as part of the University of Alabama system. Um, you become your own, but you're still kind of in, you're just kind of a city school. Uh, then, you know, you get athletics, which, you know, Coach Bartow always said, that will put your name out there. And when you have your name out there, that attracts more students to come and be a part of what you've got. Um, so I think... I think it's just been it's it's an enormous it's oh it's overwhelming it's just completely overwhelming where does uab go from here i mean they've already made great strides over first 50 years and especially over the last decade when as we spoke about things are just exploding on campus where do we go i think research you know we have been no, no secret that, you know, the, the medical sciences is kind of what people think about when they think about UAB and the research in those in that area. And that, to me, is a, is a great aspect of what we do at UAB. But what I would love to see for the next 50 is other research in other areas. You know, I mean, medicine is definitely one field that we're mm-hmm. very good at, but I'm sure that we could get very innovative with engineering or, you know, with um, forensic science or with, um, I mean, even in, in the computer, in the computer science fields, come up with something that's different and new security, you know, the cybersecurity, mm-hmm. the, uh, which is going to, you know, which is now such a big deal uh, and will be in the future. I'm ready for some innovation on that side uh, as well. Those who know Tammy will tell you, she's as green as gold as they come. Her closet is crammed full of UAB gear to sport every day of the year, but she jokes that she's short on green shoes. She's a true blazer. But for Tammy, just what does it mean to be a blazer? Other than having a lot of green and gold in my mm-hmm. wardrobe, yeah. um, I think being innovative. You know, when I think of blazer, I think of trailblazer, and I think of, of course, I always think of the fire dragon's mouth of course but you know just not fearful shooting for the prize being innovative coloring outside the lines you know think outside the box stay on top of all of our uab green and told episodes by checking out our podcast page at alumni.uab.edu slash green and told be sure to subscribe to our podcast or leave a review wherever you listen in have a question for me or would like to suggest a future guest email me at greenandtold@uab.edu. Thanks for listening, and until next time, 
Go Blazers!